0: seen that. I remember when I went to Iraq that no one really had told me. I really didn't understand that. Muslims believe that Jesus, well they know that Jesus existed. But they said that he was the greatest of all the prophets until Muhammad. Because Muhammad was the last one. But they don't believe that he is God manifested in the flesh. They just believe that he was a tool that was used by God. And that Muhammad that came after him was even greater. But the amazing things, then I started looking, this is what we're going to be talking about, how the Hindus believed that Jesus was a great man. Because Hindus believed that there are many gods. And that Jesus was one of the gods manifested by the Brahma. And then you got the Buddhists who believed that Jesus was a Buddha which there are different mini-gods Hindu. But the amazing thing that all these things point to what? The major religions of the world, 95% of what people claim around the world all recognize Jesus as a man. Come on, that's something we can clap for. Because that is a story. And we all know that this is something that they have grasped a hold of to. But that we also need to grasp a hold of too—that Jesus was a man, one hundred percent. But also, he was one hundred percent fully God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! But the amazing thing is that really got me was that all of these people, all of these religions, know that historically, know that through time man who did many great miracles whereas as we sit here in America we read and we see in the news and everybody says it's as if it's a fable or fiction but outside the states people know but what we're going to be talking about this week is we're going to show how all of these facts point to Jesus but in the end Jesus says what Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no man of what the Lord wants to pour out into you, into your family.
1: Every wound we carry will be here. My eyes on love, Lord, Your will be done.
2: Do we give this hour, Lord we pray earnestly the holy things of You, O oh God? Oh, 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 Saturate us, today. God. We want to everything up, God. We want to be like a sponge this morning, Jesus, and we just absorb everything You have for us in this place, God. You are amazing. You are wonderful. Hallelujah! 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 What a beautiful presence of God. What a beautiful presence of God. Amen. Our young worshipers can be dismissed to Children's Church at this time. Our young worshipers can be dismissed to Children's Church. It's great to see each and every one of you. If this is your first time here, thank you for coming, being a part of us today. We appreciate it. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn to Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1. While you're turning there, I do want to make mention uh, of a few things. And First of all, next Saturday, the leadership breakfast meeting at 9 a.m. is on the bulletin. It is listed as a conference call, but that was just an accidental copy and paste. Uh, it's going to be a breakfast meeting, so we need you to be here to help eat the food. At uh, 9 a.m. here at the church, or as soon as prayer is over, prayer overlaps, We're come pray. If you're a leader, come pray on Saturday morning. Let's pray together and then be together. And uh, hopefully we're going to be finalizing uh, in that meeting everything that's going to be happening as we shift into two services this month. That is going to happen in March, but we want to have a good leadership meeting about... dotting our I's and crossing our T's as we shift into this new way of doing things to allow growth. If you looked around while everyone was worshiping this morning, you would notice there's not a lot of empty chairs, but we want to make some space and some room, so we're looking at having two services on Sunday mornings, and we're excited about that, aren't we? any problem, I have two services, fill both of them up, and it's awesome. Exodus chapter 1, verse number 7, Thank you, brother. I'm going to kind of scan some of it and say the more important parts, the children of Israel, so Joseph had taken Israel into Egypt, do y'all remember that, and uh, he led uh, his family and his brothers and his dad to Egypt. And everything was good because Joseph had favor. Why did Joseph have favor? He had interpreted Pharaoh's dream and then managed that vision, and uh, it, and had become such a great leader. But it says that now there rose up a new king in verse eight, and uh, over Egypt which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the children of Israel are mighty. Come, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass. There falleth any war, and they join our enemies, fight against us. So get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities. But the more, this verse 12 always sticks out to me, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Sometimes when we look at the world and the condition of the world, we're like, what is that all going to lead to? Where, where is that heading with all the afflictions? And anybody ever experienced trial after trial? You thought it was going to stop at three, but it didn't, and it continued. And it was, you know, everybody said, oh, it comes to three, and then it ends up being four, five, six, seven, year after year. It says the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage. You ever worked with somebody that made your life? You know, you've gone through those spaces and you're like, am I going to make it? <laughs> or am I, do I have to find another job? Nobody's ever experienced that. Or, or you, know, you know, just push through. And, and, and so they, they made them uh, serve. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage. And in uh, the king of Egypt, verse 15, spake to the Hebrew midwives and uh, said, when you do the office of midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. Now God had a plan. In the midst of all this mess, God had a plan. And God had a man that he was calling to be a deliverer, but the enemy sensed that and had a way of destroying, so that's why at this point he's wanting to destroy all the uh, boys because Moses is coming, God is sending this man. And there when a man out of the house of Levi and took a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived, bare a son, and when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. What any of us would probably do, you know, in a situation like that just hide that baby, right? And, and, and then it must have gotten to where Moses had colic or something, and, you know, it, 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 there, there was no hiding him. Anybody with children know what she's talking about there? Sometimes there's just no hiding them. And, uh, and she could no longer hide him, so she took an ark of bulrushes and uh, put the child in and laid it with flags by the river brink. And his sister stood afar off to see what happened And the daughter of Pharaoh. It just so happens it goes right that way. All part of God's plan. All, all part of God's plan. And that ark goes to Pharaoh's daughter's. She's down at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. She saw it, and she asked her maids to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. Our baby's beautiful. I mean, they're just absolutely nothing more precious than when that little babe looks at you. And the older it gets, it talks back a little bit. That kind of erodes a little of their beauty, but... Mom saying amen on that. She had compassion on him and said, There's one of the Hebrews' children. This is one of the Hebrews' children. She went and got a nurse, and I mean, God just orchestrated all. This is so cool if you look at it. And, and uh, she named him Moses because she drew him out of the water. Now, isn't that interesting? His name was Moses because she drew him out of the water. And yet, Moses led his people to deliverance at the water and through the water because he was drawn out of the water. I don't know if that's any bit significant. I want to preach this morning, if I could, for just a few minutes on the subject hidden in plain sight. Hidden in plain sight. Amen. Whoever's got the mic, lead us in prayer. Let's call on the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, when we made the decision to come into the service today, the plan had already started. Lord, we ask you through your word today as you anoint our pastor and open our ears that you allow that plan to be fulfilled. Oh, God, give us a word that we can apply to our lives when we leave this building we leave our lives in your hand. Lord, speak through the pastor. Open our ears them to be attentive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Could you lift your hands for just another moment? Could you keep your hands lifted and your voices lifted up? In just you to us hey, speak to each and every heart, each and every night. See whatever it is, God, that you're speaking into us, Lord. Oh God, we pray, Lord, for you to fill us with your power, with your presence, with your glory. Oh, most of all your word, Lord Jesus. Do a work in our lives. Let your new month, God, fill this place right now, Jesus. Oh, let fresh fire fill this place. Let the the winds that blew at Pentecost blow in this place this morning, God. Oh, Jesus, let us, oh Lord, just find Thyself open and receptive to what Your purpose and what Your plan and what Your will is today in each and every one of our lives, God. We exalt You and we lift You up, oh Holy God. Oh, I worship You. Could you worship Him for a moment, member or guest, oh friend or someone who you just happened in Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You give Him a hand of praise. And He can be seen in Jesus' name. Hidden in plain sight. Moses was supposed to be dead. He was a deliverer, but he was hidden. He was come to Israel, and he was in Egypt. But in Egypt, come to Israel, he was out of sight. He he, he could not technically be seen. He was hidden among the Israelites whom he would lead out of bondage. But, and and the thing is, you know, God could have chosen multiple ways to do this. If you think about it, God could have sent him out by night, just, and and he took off and he left, and, and they went to somewhere as close as they could find and they raised him there. But they didn't do that. Raised in his home for the first little period of time, but then when he can no longer be hidden, put in an ark, and God chooses to raise Moses, Pharaoh sent the order out to kill all of these children. And yet God puts Moses, who he was saving, so he could be a deliverer to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. God chose to take this Moses and not hide him, you know, at the community 120 miles away. Not take him out to the country to a place like Albany, Brother Parks, and, you know, keep him keep him away from everything. But God takes him... It, it got funny sometimes. He takes him and literally puts him right there at Pharaoh's court. Puts him right there in the middle of everything. He doesn't hide him away somewhere. He he, he doesn't send the deliverer, but he puts the deliverer right there. Pharaoh's daughter takes him as her child, and and he somewhat becomes like Pharaoh's grandson, and, and he's eating at Pharaoh's table and he's being educated in Pharaoh's school systems and yet he's hidden from Pharaoh. Pharaoh can't even see him because he's right there the entire time hidden in plain sight. God. God just cracks me up sometimes. I mean how big he is and how wise he is and how amazing he is. And instead of sending him out to the desert, which he did later for some training, but instead of initially sending him out to the backside of a desert and hiding him while he grew up and became this deliverer, God didn't choose to do it that way. He put him right there in the midst of everything. Doesn't that make you just kind of snicker at how? Amazing God is. God wanted to train him. And he wanted him to become educated in their systems. And he wanted them to him to understand what it was like for Israel, but also for Egypt. And he trained him, he educated him, and he placed him. But one of the things that God did to Moses that he didn't do to all of Pharaoh's other children or grandchildren was he put the Spirit of God inside Moses. And when the Spirit of God was there, Moses had this sensitivity to the holy and this this nature that he could sense the voice of God. I mean, yes, I know God flamed up a burning bush and started talking to him, but I'm telling you, there was a sensitivity about Moses that he could hear what God was, was was nudging him to do and saying to him. He was able to be sensitive. So even though he was trained in Egypt's finest, he was sensitive to God's holiest. You can look at Look at how God did things. You look at Moses and how He raised Him up there. You look at Joseph and what He did to Joseph, and He put Joseph in, in Potiphar's house and then in, into prison. And but but it was all a setup. It was all a setup. And and, and here we are, you know, again some generations later, and here's Moses, and and, and here we are again, and God is putting somebody right there beside. All of the leaders and all of the kings and all all of those things, God's placing him right there. Why? Because God always has a plan. Remember that. God always has a plan. Sometimes you're like, God, where are you at? God, what's going on? God, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Or why is this happening like this? I don't understand. Sometimes you are not supposed to understand. You are supposed to walk by faith. Sometimes God's not going to lay everything out for you and say, okay, A, B, C, D, E. No, sometimes you're going to be in the midst of a storm and the sand is swirling all around you and you cannot see two feet in front of you. All you can do is walk by faith. And if you walk by faith, God is going to see you through because He has this plan that when you get there, when you, all right, God, when you get there, you're going to laugh because you're going to think, God, what a setup that was. How did you do that? You, how, how in the world did that happen? Look at Moses. Look at Joseph. You can even look at young David on the backside of a desert watching sheep learning how to use a sling and a stone and, and all that boring time. God, I'm sitting on the shelf and you're not using me and I'm things. I could be doing more things. Keep slinging that sling, neighbor. It's going to come back. You're going to need to know how to do that. I know you're bored, but keep doing what you're doing. Keep praying like you're praying. Keep worshiping my here and, and and it's almost funny how God has his hand upon your life and, and, and I'll get up here preaching I don't know anything I mean I'm just seeking God and praying but all of a sudden I'm preaching and it's like speaking you know or Or or, or somebody's looking at me like this. Not not today, but, you know, I'm like, man, if you were a fool to preach, you don't. (laughs) Just smile and clap and say, yeah, that's the best way. And and, 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 the thing is, is sometimes God is so funny because he has this plan. And and we're so rejecting of it at times. And and, and we're we're so pushing against it. And, and, And God, this whole time has purpose in your life first of all to deliver you and second to make you a deliverer there are people that only you can lead them to the cross, nobody else can and he's purposed this in your life he's raised you to where you are he's he's educated you to where you are, he's employed you to where you are because there are people in your life that he has chosen to deliver and you are the most that God has sent to the to see that they are oh, my, 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 my. Beautiful baby, hidden at home for three months, and when he could be hidden no longer, he was put outside and immediately rescued by Pharaoh's daughter, and he, who mothered him as her own son. And Moses was educated in the best schools in Egypt, and he was equally impressive as a thinker and as an athlete. Oh, isn't it funny? Go ahead and laugh. Thank you. I'm not going to just give me a pop. Yeah, to do that. Laugh. Look at you, they and laugh. Just purposely laugh. Just go ahead and shake the, shake the, the firmness and rigidity off. And just <laughs> there you go. There you go. Some of y'all just need to laugh sometimes. Why don't you stand up, lift your hands up, and just say, God I love you and just laugh at few times. Come on. God. Just, God's got you right here you are right now. You laugh about him instead of getting upset about him. God's got a purpose. God's got a plan. I think we're going to come. Hallelujah. Lord, praise God. Praise God. you, God. God. think about it, this Moses that Acts chapter 7 describes would be the one that would go to Pharaoh, he would be the leader. Uh, Pharaoh being the leader of the known world at that time Powerful leader Demanding dictator And God had a purpose and plan for the life of Moses Who should have been killed by Pharaoh But he survived and actually was raised by this guy's daughter God is so good sometimes But God hid Moses God hid Moses God hid Moses in plain sight God hid Moses right there In front of Pharaoh where Pharaoh saw him every single day. Think about that. And God, here he is, he's talking taking care of all this and he's right there in his house. God's not hiding the 90 miles away in Luba. see He's got him right there in his house. He's got it right in the middle of the city, right in front of him, right among Pharaoh's stuff table right in his royal courts God hid Moses in plain sight can I tell you God He hid three months of his parents because he saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. And by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season of new what, right? He was among all that world. Among all that carnality, among all of that, I don't know what it was in Egypt back then, but you know, all their Hollywood of their day, all their media and everything of their day. And and, and yet, here was Moses in the midst of all that, in the midst of them telling him, What's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. And yet, something about that sickened him and nauseated him. To the degree even though he was raised among them even though he was educated with them and even though their ways he was taught in the midst of it it nauseated him to the degree that he understood this is not right there's my conscience tells me there's something not right with this. I, I, I know there, there's something wrong here. And, and, and he chose instead of to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteem the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he, had, he could have been in Egypt whatever he would have wanted to have been. He could have had everything. He could have been in today's times a billionaire. Think about it. Because he was connected where he needed to be connected. But he made a choice and a decision to not be with the billionaires, but to go to his people ultimately and lead them out place and be delivered he could have been a sellout but he wasn't a sellout can i tell you god has brought you for such a time as this it was a divine setup i'm I'm talking to some young and older. i'm talking to some 16 year olds and some 21 year olds and some 22 year olds and some 34-year-olds and some 48-year-olds and, and your life you don't even realize that God's got you, you've resisted it. Oh, and, and, and God is getting you to a place of discomfort to where you realize God's purpose and God's plan for your life is you are a Moses. Moses is calling you into 20, and To reach people that only you can reach. Oh, who me? Yes, you. No, I couldn't do that. Oh, you'd be surprised what you can do when God starts working in your life. And, and, And esteeming reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for He had respect unto the recompense of the reward, and by faith He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the King, for He endured, listen to this, as seeing Him who is invisible. Is that who you worship today? If it is, you ought to stand, lift your hands, and give him praise the now. of on! trying to hurry. Is that how much time we took last week, Brother Parks? How long long do I have? For he endured, as seeing him who is invisible, through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they pressed through the Red Sea, as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do drowned not only did he take this one drawn out of water to bring israel to the water and lead them on dry land through the water but he also took that water and he drowned their enemy those chasing him when they got to the other side how good cool is god does anybody know how good god is has god been red sea is dry land by faith the walls of Jericho fell down by faith the heart of that perished not and by faith Moses became the deliverer he was called to be and by faith he led Israel out of bondage the only way out of bondage is through faith with God bondage hear me bondage wants to keep you addicted Here's how bondage will work. You might can get yourself off of drugs, but you'll then be in bondage to something else because that spirit is, is so sensitive to addiction and that, that if you were in the, in the world, you were addicted to alcohol or you were addicted to drugs or you were addicted to gambling or any of those things, and, and all of a sudden you get in the house of God and you get deliverance, You're not going to be addicted to... Hopefully you're not. (laughs) You're going to be addicted to those same things. Somebody say, I'm not saying you're not, but you should get deliverance over those things. God will lead you to the deliverance you need. But all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you will take that same addiction, that same propensity, that same drive, and instead of leading you to addiction with Jesus, all of a sudden you'll find yourself to being addicted to something like spending. You don't think it's a sin? Right. June, 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 June. Oh man, I'm in trouble now. And I spent money I didn't have to buy things I didn't need I don't know what I'm gonna do and, and, and you find yourself there. It, it's not only that, there's other things. You can be addicted to electronics, you can be addicted to the internet, you can be addicted to social media, you can be you, you can trade these things that you got delivered from and replace them with other addictions, but God doesn't want to just satisfy or just doesn't want to put a band-aid on something. God wants you to have full deliverance. Bondage, listen to me, bondage wants you to keep making the same mistakes that you've been making over and over again that make you feel dirty and less than everybody else. That's what bondage wants to do. That spirit of bondage wants to make you to continually get in this repetitive cycle that you kind of get a little bit of deliverance. Feel good, and then all of a sudden here comes the enemy tempted and you fall again and you feel dirty and you feel unclean and you feel less than. And then, but I'm here to tell you, you don't have to live in that perpetual cycle. You can escape bondage. And you can escape bondage. still defeated bondage wants to keep you listen from trying to obtain victory bondage is a mindset that wants to prevent you from walking in faith to where you can obtain victory it wants to bind you. It wants to keep you down. It wants to keep you saying, "Not me. I can't. No, I can't receive the Holy Ghost. I can't get deliverance over this. I'm not going to be victorious. I'm not going to get that job. I'm not going to. I'm going to lose that job. I'm going to get the peace today. Oh man, my boss just called me. What's he wanting? this bad. Right? was trouble because he called. Nobody else. like that. Where you can be like me, oh I got an a name. Man, is it this? Is it that? Is it cancer? Oh man. Nobody else is like that. No. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you're not. I'm glad. Everybody that's not clap your hands. Okay. I thought it like that. Bondage wants to ensnare you into thinking sin is freedom. Bondage wants to ensnare you into thinking that sin is freedom and Christ is bondage wants to convince you that living for the world is what you've got a right to do, and that the church is just bondage, It's keeping you from something, that you've got a right like all these millions of people have a right to. Can I tell you, why aren't deliver? When we have issues we need to go see somebody we've got an awesome licensed counselor on staff and that's great praise God I'm here to tell you the world doesn't have your answers God does sin is freedom and Jesus is bondage bondage will confuse you to control you bondage will confuse you to control you I've dealt with several people in the last few years that are confused by the world they are messed up they think up is down and down is up Right is wrong and wrong is right. They are so confused and the world is telling them that they need to explore their confusion. They don't need to explore their confusion. They need someone to have compassion on them, take a moment and talk to them and try to minister to them. They need a Moses because... Because Pharaoh has led them into the snare and trap. Anybody here with me? Amen. Y'all ahead. Okay. Y'all believe what I'm saying? Y'all don't believe what I'm saying. Y'all believe what I'm saying? you believe me, give the Lord a hand. The snare is to draw people that are confused. And I don't say that meanly. I don't say that. Ignorantly, and I don't say that lightly, they're confused. And they need someone to point clarity to them. They need somebody to tell them wrong is wrong and not right. And the right is right and not wrong. And so is sometimes it takes somebody. Do I have a few more minutes? Okay. And so, so they need somebody to talk to them. You see, Moses was not, I mean, he was afraid to talk to Pharaoh, but he was really not that afraid to talk to the people once he worked through his own stuff. Sometimes God works us through our stuff so we can reach out to people right. that are in a mess. All right, that's it. Right. You're not called to just deliver yourself, right. but once you are delivered, you are not there to be afraid of everybody. that was wrong is wrong right,
1: right.
2: if you won't even look at somebody or speak to them and it's getting worse used to when I was in the church there was just a very when I was being raised in the church there was a very small percentage of that that we dealt with. But man, in 2023, it is the spirit of the age, and it's real. And just because somebody goes off into that, doesn't mean we can. We just got to put a big X and walk by them. You don't think you have power? You don't think you're Moses? You don't think you're correctly in the right way? You've been. To lead people out of bondage and into truth church and into this part of life? If you think you have, how do you stand up and okay. give the Lord praise? If you think you've been called out of bondage and in this part of life, to lead others out of bondage, I don't you take that prayer? I Of it. Uh, I don't know. Brother Josh, come here. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, you got one for me? <laughs> I'm sorry. She <laughs> wouldn't hear me. But I don't think Josh going to give me any more minutes. But, uh, and then maybe talk more. So, Josh had a motorcycle. And he got more He got a little frustrated. I'm just telling a story. Is this a story? And he got a little frustrated with it. And he wanted to walk away from it. And just call it a loss. Right? But instead, instead of keep, let's say this is the motorcycle. Sit so there and go, whoa, 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 <laughs> All right, nice. All right yeah. And, and Joshua walked by and peak and he'd keep walking. And then he'd walk by again and pee. There you go. And, 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 and he walked by it. And, and, and I know this is something that's not spiritual, but let's think about it spiritually for a second. And he kept walking by it, and the motorcycle never changed. Until he came to the motorcycle. All right. And decided, instead of going and spending $25,000 on a new one, let me grab a wrench. Let me grab some of the parts, some electrical testers, and let me see what I can do with this motorcycle. And now, that motorcycle is not an old bag of boats, but it's a lean green right in the (laughs) tube people are the same way in our lives and I'm going to be honest God keeps putting me around in places where I have to deal with this more and more and I realize how much there's this line you walk yes but you've got to if you're going to show somebody Jesus you've got to allow Jesus to show You can't be afraid of everything and everybody and think that you're going to reach somebody. Right. I, oh, hallelujah. I, I don't want you to I'll Hey, Paul, give me five minutes. Hey, Paul, raise your hand one more time. So praise God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My will, is a mindset that locks you into the world. And that's what Egypt did. And and here's what happened to to Israel. Egypt had controlled their mindset so much this is this it's a mind situation and the enemy of your life the enemy of your life wants to the thief wants to steal kill and destroy what God's done in your life and, and, and wants to steal kill and destroy you. And that's bondage. And, and, and it wants to set up imaginations in your mind. It's looking for a little door to think on oh, the wrong thing just a little bit. And if it can get in there and convince you, then it sets up an imagination. And Sister Freshfield and I were talking a while back. We looked at that and kind of got a revelation if we, as we broke the word in imagination down as image of the nation. The spirit of the world you live in. The the principality of the air that's trying to control where you live and and where you are. But 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says casting down imaginations. And uh, casting down images of the nations. And casting down things that the enemy has slipped in and convinced you are right. But your spirit knows they're wrong, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Oh, hallelujah! Now, when you get there, and it takes work, you'll suddenly realize that you've got power through the Holy Ghost, you've got power. Christ. And these strong that want to attack your mind and control your actions can easily be you can rid yourself of them. John 10, Jesus tells us, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture and the thief. He tells us about the thief. Cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And I am for abundantly. God wants you to have an abundant life. i ready to close. God wants you to have an abundant life. Oh, well, hallelujah. God wants you to have an abundant life. But the enemy wants to control your mind and prevent you from living the abundant life that God has. And does anybody here what I'm saying? I'm Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Would you close your eyes for a moment? Either lay your hands on your head or lift your hands in the air. Say, Lord, I cast down all imaginations All images of the nation that I am in. All images that I've seen, whether I got there purposely or whether they popped up on a screen, God forgive me of those things. I cast down the image of the nation. I cast down what the enemy is setting up for me to think it's all okay and it's all all alright. God, and I bring all those thoughts under obedience to the mind of Christ. And God, now I pray that I begin to think like You. I pray, God, that You put in me the mind of Christ. I pray that You put Your mind inside of me right now. God that I think godly thoughts. God that I uh, that I think pure thoughts. That I think holy thoughts. God that oh, 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 I can't even think about all those other things that keep trying to bombard. And when the enemy tries to slip in through some small crack in the door, through some small temptation, God, oh, give me discernment where I can recognize that and cast that imagination down as quick as it comes in the name of Jesus. Ishallah, washaka. Let somebody lift up the name of Jesus, right now. Hallelujah! 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 John eight says that the Son shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. As Moses went, Moses went to Pharaoh. He asked Pharaoh, "Hey, let my people go, that they may go three days to worship me." And Pharaoh was not interested in that. Can I tell you, there's a move of God right now. There's a move of God on our college campuses. There's a move of God in the mid-Kansas, Kentucky area. And and there's a move of God that's going through our nation and not just that, our world. And, And I believe that they, people out there are starting to crave what you've experienced probably in here before. And that's a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God is moving that the of the Spirit is in this place and God wants to speak into people's lives and into your lives. And, and we don't have to have the right song and we don't have to have the right group and we don't have to have programs and we don't have to have religion. They're not looking for religion. They're looking for a, a true move of the Holy Ghost. That's what they're looking for. And guess what? I feel like this is a great place for a true move of the Holy Ghost to have this way in here. And I, I don't know about you. Bible says, crazy. The oh. It's that mystery, that word we're doing something that has to be revealed. Sometimes this Holy Ghost, we'd we'll be like, Pastor, we've had this Holy Ghost for a while now, and, and I've told people about it, and they won't just listen. Great is the mystery of godliness. of something that has to be revealed. God has to get their heart right. But when He gets ready to get their heart right, He has to have a Moses. He has to have a Moses that's willing to lead them to the waters that God wants to lead them to so they can walk through and receive the deliverance that God has designed. Oh, does anybody hear what I say? If you remember the first one here, Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? And T.F.T. always made this statement well, Not always, but he did several times. It sticks out in my hand. It's one of the greatest quotes he ever made. The pathway to deception is to refuse revelation. What's that mean? That means if I get so rigid, That I can't see what God's doing, then I'm going to miss it. And I don't know about you, I'm going to miss what God's doing. Sometimes it's hidden in plain sight. Sometimes what God's doing is right there, right there in your living room, right there in your car, right there in your desk. Right there, wherever you work each day, Hallelujah. Moses had been hidden in plain sight for such a time as this. I'm going to close with this. Would you stand? Exodus chapter four. I'm only going. To I had like 24 verses, but instead of the 24 verses, I'm going to read two to you in closing. Exodus four. we got Exodus 4. Okay. And Moses said unto the Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore. God had just done two miracles for Moses. He had, this, he had this staff. It became a snake. Moses did what most of us would do. And God told him, pick it up, He picked it up, it was a staff again. Pull your hand out white, leprous. God, had have just done two miracles and Moses says this. Doesn't that sound like us? Does that sound like you? Yeah, 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 bud. Yeah, I saw that miracle and that miracle, but you don't understand me. You don't know about me. I can't do that. Bring some up. God gets... Do you see my God gets so frustrated with Moses right there? He, he, he gets so angry. And the Lord said, Who hath made man's mouth? Who made your mouth, Moses? And who makes the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? What are you talking about? Didn't you see the miracle? And then I want to skip to chapter 5, verse 3. And I want to close with this. And they said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's heart had been hardened, the scripture says. Sometimes even in church, there can be two types of people. There can be people that are soft and mold, and there can be people that are rigid and that are hard. And unless God allows some of that rigidity to soften, they're going to miss what God's doing. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying sometimes God has to take, I say this, we hardheads, and do something that makes us a little softer so we can become more sensitive to what God's doing. Because our rigidity to miss and doing of God just went by. I had felt God in years. Take mine. So said, you retain mine, just watch it go by. I want to feel him. I want to know him. I want to soften my heart. I want to soften my mind. I don't want to wait too late. If I want to plant grass this year, I don't need to wait until July 1st to lay that grass seed. If I do, that grass seed's gonna be scorched and it's never going to grow. I also don't want to plant it in December because the winter's not finished. The freeze will come. What will happen? Grass seed's going to freeze up. But I want to plant that certain grass seed that I'm talking about, about March in Hinesville. You better catch March or you might be too late. Just on time. But can I tell you, right now is the season that God is moving. Right now is the right time you plant that seed God's moving in your life the spirit of God is in this place oh hallelujah she begins to sing in just a moment I want to ask somebody that wants God to move in your life like never before you're not satisfied with what you've received before this point but you want God to move in your life like never before I want to ask you to walk As fast as you can up to this altar. And I want you to throw your hands in the air. And I want you to say, God, remove all my rigidity, all my hardness, God. Soften my heart, Lord, to where I'm able to receive you and what you're doing, God, what you're doing in my life, what you're doing in other people's lives. God, you've you've been you I, you've called me to be a Moses. Hey God, you've brought me out, you've delivered me, you did all these things for me, God. But my family, my family, my family, and all the all the people around them and their neighbors, and their neighbors, neighbors, God. They're in bondage to the world, and, and, and the world is oppressing them. Them and it's coming against them and they're struggling and they're confused and hey, God they need help and Lord I know you sent me to them I don't, I don't want deliverance myself I want to go to others God is saying come and be filled with my spirit and I will lead you and I will guide you and I will show you the path There's a new one coming over this place. The Spirit of God is flowing always control, the, you don't want to always control the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you got to let the Holy Ghost control you. Sometimes the problem is we keep controlling the Holy Ghost and we need to let the Holy Ghost control us. Well, hallelujah. Brother Mundin is going to come tell you about our leadership meeting. He's also going to tell you about a fun trip that we're planning next month to Carraway and If you book your room today, he has got home two suites, which are generally nice, big rooms for $98 a night, and that is cheap, but he's got to have your $50 deposit today. He's coming
0: to tell you about it. Y'all say, tell us about it, Brother Monday. All right, well, I'm glad that we received the first good news, which is The absolute truth of the word of God, the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. And that is, he came, he died, he was buried, but he rose again. Hallelujah. In fulfillment of the scriptures. And we have an earnest that is available to us. And we need to grasp a hold of that by the word of God and be in obedience as it is in Acts 2 to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, for the remission of our sins, and be infilled at some point in time with His Spirit. Hallelujah. We are thankful for the power that the Lord pours into us. Thank you for a good word today, Pastor. Well, today for our announcements, as we prepare to give our well, as we're already giving our offering, and before you come up, please do remember our Leadership Breakfast next week is at 9 a.m. Next Saturday at 9 a.m. Now, so if you're coming at 9 a.m., you might as well get here early and come in for a consuming fire prayer ministry prayer that we have every Saturday at 8 a.m. Every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. or to 8.59 a.m. So for all of our leaders, uh, if you partake in something, you know who you are, definitely be here tomorrow, uh, next week at 8 a.m. for prayer, and at 9 a.m. for the leaders, leadership breakfast as we prepare for some dynamic changes that we're going through um, as we add on a morning service on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Um, let's see, also we want to bring up in our announcement, the only, the last but not least, is our carowinds trip. We have our military life family trip, and that's on the 14th of April through the 15th of April, all right? So the tickets for the park it's $25 and this is in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's about probably about four, four and a half hours from here. Probably about the same distance as Orlando is from here. So um it's drive I've driven up there, spent the day, and then drove back. So if you want to do that by all means, you can do that. But we do have lodging set up in Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is just south of Carowinds. Carowinds is split between South Carolina and North Carolina. The state line runs right through it. So, uh, but if you are, t- now they do have uh, rooms that are gonna be open and you can stay anywhere. And you can stay there if you want to. The only guarantee is, is that the rooms are only $98 until they are filled. So therefore, I'm trying to get these as soon as possible, all right? Uh, so I will be making our first deposit this week. So I need 10 families. To uh, who um, can um, give their $50 deposit. I know we have a lot of people say they're interested, but I need more than interest, because the church, I'm gonna be paying for this, basically out of pocket for the deposit up front, just to hold on to the room. So if you're attending, please go ahead and drop that $50 deposit today, so tomorrow before I call the manager of the hotel, I know that we have this available. The rooms are $98. And uh, you can't beat that deal, now that is before tax. Usually I stay there and it's like 154 a night uh, when me and my family go when we have our Carewins annual pass. But, uh, and if you want to do an annual pass, let me know. Uh, because the annual pass is usually pretty efficient and, and uh, uh, pretty cheap, but by all means, if you want to use us, use us, it's only $25. I won't need that money until two weeks before, which will be April 1st, but before that, I need the deposits are going to be staying in a hotel up there, all right? Let us go ahead and please stand to our feet. And as we close out the prayer, we want to give thanks to our pastor for delivering a powerful message that the Lord put on his heart to minister to us and definitely continue to pray for the Church International, as we have many great things going on. You know, um, the, 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 um, the prayer hour that was going on at Asbury College ended earlier this week. I think it was like Wednesday when it ended. But it went on all the way from the 8th of February all the way up until about a week ago. So, we want to continue to pray that what people saw and as they chronicle this or write it down, as our Bible was at times, they didn't write it exactly as soon as it happened, but that this right here are things that we will talk about on the day of atonement. Is that we will talk about great things such as what just happened around the world that sparked in Asbury College, which we see every day and every week. We are thankful. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, We are in prayer, Lord, that as your word goes forward, Lord, all the mighty things that have happened, the miracles, Lord, the callings, Lord, that you have opened up the eyes and understanding of many, Lord, to go back into the scriptures, Lord. Let us leave our traditions, Lord, hallelujah, at the altar, Lord, and let us come for the absolute truth, which is in your word, Lord, between those pages of Genesis 1 and Revelation 22, Lord. We pray, Lord, that as we walk, Lord, in your word, Lord, that we We are the walking truth, Lord, that we will follow you, Lord, and follow our pastor as he continues to follow you. And we pray, Lord, that as your word go forward, Lord Jesus, that we continue to study, show ourselves approved, Lord, and bring the word, the truth, the gospel, Lord, to the nations, to the world. We thank you, we praise you, and we pray blessings over this offering as we give back to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless, go with God, shake hands with one or two of your brothers and bless them.